Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovacs in Mishnah Yomi. He's continuing for the 11th of Tishrei, Motze Yom Kippur. I'm hoping everyone had an inspirational, uplifting, and amazing experience on Yom Kippur. Recall from the very end of Tanit, we learned that Yom Kippur was one of the most joyous occasions for Am Yisrael of the entire year. It's a day of mechila and slicha, of forgiveness and reconnection with our spiritual nature. Now we are holding in Megillah, chapter 4, Mishnah 2. We've been talking about the Torah reading. We talked about Megillah reading, then got onto the subject of Torah readings. So Mishnah base, Beroshe Chodoshim, on Rosh Chodeshes, Uvacholosho Moed, and Chola Moed is the middle days of a holiday. So the first and the last days of a Yom Tov, and outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's the first two days, and the last two days are Yom Tov, as in the only malacha, the only creative acts involved, are those for ochel nefesh. As we talked about in Mishnayot in Mesechet Beitzah, we talked a lot about ochel mm-hmm. nefesh, uh, that on Shabbat we don't do anything, but on Yom Tov we do what's needed for ochel nefesh, for food preparation. But the middle days, in between the first and last days, the middle days are chol hamoed. Chol means secular or normal, and moed means festival. So it's a festival, but it's sort of the secular you know, the part where you're allowed to drive and do, uh, you know, everyday electrical activities. So on these days, Rosh Chodesh and Cholmoed, Kurin Arba, four people go up to read from the Torah. Ein pochtin mehem, no less than four. Ein we don't add onto the four. Ein maftir in benavi, we don't read a haftarah in the navi, uh, because people still might have activities to do. On Rosh Chodesh, you're allowed to do malacha, to go to work. On Cholmoed, you're not really supposed to go to work unless it would be a financial loss. Uh, but there are certain activities that are allowed to do, even though it's the middle of the festival. Hapoteach, the chotem, one who opens, as in the first reader, the chotem, the one who seals, the last reader, the first one makes the blessing before, the last one makes the blessing after. As we mentioned in yesterday's Limud, this was the very ancient practice, and our sages instituted about 2,000 years ago that everyone who makes an aliyah to the Torah makes both the blessing before and the blessing after, because sometimes people are going to come into shul in the middle of the Torah reading or leave the shul in the middle of the Torah reading, even though it's not an ideal thing to do. And these people are coming in and out. They'll see the middle reader is reading the Torah without any blessings, and Torah needs a blessing. The Torah is our life. It's the length of our days. So we've instituted making blessings before and after every reading. And I mentioned in the in the WhatsApp message that you can listen to these blessings and say amen and fulfill your count. You know, it counts towards your hundred blessings a day, which sometimes is hard to do, especially in Yom Kippur, even on Shabbat when there's less blessings in the prayer service. It's a good thing to have uh, to be paying attention and saying amen to the blessings on the Torah and the Haftarah. Mission continues here. Zayah Klal. This is the general rule. Musaf, any day that has a Musaf prayer, but it's not a Yom Tov. You can still do Malacha, Korin Arba. You have four people go up and read from the Torah that day. Yom Tov, on a holiday, Chamisha. You have five aliyot to the Torah. Yom Kippurim, which is more sacred, there's uh, more of more uh, restrictions, Shisha. We have six. Shabbat Shiva. On Shabbos, we have seven. And Pochtinuhem, no less than these numbers of almost seven, but you could add. On these days, it's forbidden to do malacha, to go to work. So we have time if you want to add on uh, more readers and call people, honor more people with an aliyah to the Torah, that is allowed in Maftir and Benavi. And we add the Haftorah in the Navi. The Mepharshim explain this Haftorah 
was instituted when reading from the Chumash, reading from the original Torah of Moshe, was banned for a time by anti-Semitic governments. And what we were allowed to do instead was to read from the Navi, from Ketuvim. So as a zecher, as a remembrance to reading from the Torah, we used to, you know, thousands of years ago, to call people up to read from the Book of Prophets. And then when we were later allowed to read from the five books of Moses again, we kept the custom of having someone read from the Prophets as the Haftarah. The Mishnah concludes, the one who, the first reader and the last reader, they make the blessings, as we explained, now everybody makes the blessings on the Torah. Great Mishnah Gimel. We do not divide, literally divide the Shema. This refers to publicly making the blessings of Kriyat Shema. Before we say Shema during the prayer service, there's blessings before and after. These blessings have Baruch they have Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. We're going to see this mission is about what's called Devarim Shebek Kedusha, things that require 10 men to be present. Mission continues, Ein Overin Lifnei we don't pass in front of the Ark. That was the customary place for the prayer leader, the Chazon, uh, the Shatz, to stand when he was reciting the prayers on behalf of the entire congregation. Ein Nosin Kapehen, we don't lift the hands. This refers to the priests, the Kohanim, saying Birkat Kohanim, blessing the people. Um, where they would lift their hands when they did this. Ein Korin B'Torah, we don't read out of the Torah. Ein Maftirin B'Navi, or the Haftorah. Ein Osin Ma'amad Moshev, we don't do the standing and the sitting. This actually refers to taking a nifter, someone who just passed away on the way to burial. They had a custom that if a minion was present, they would stop and sit seven times and say, Hespedim, um, say, say short eulogies, and then, and then stand up and go again towards the burial. And we don't say the blessing, the customary blessing that mourners would say. We don't say this anymore. Uh, the tanhume availim and consolations for mourners. Uh, the custom is to to make a row, and the the people in mourning uh, would pass through the row and receive consolations from the the people attending the funeral. Birkat chatanim. Birkat chatanim is the blessing of the bride and groom after a wedding or during the shavuot the festive meals following the wedding. We don't use the name of God in the zimun. Zimun is the invitation to recite the blessing after meals, to recite the grace. If you have uh, three people, we say a zimun, as we learned in brachot, in, in the Mishnah brachot. But if you have ten, you use Hashem's name in this invitation. Uh, so all of these things we do not do with less than ten adult men, men over bar mitzvah. These are all davar shebekedusha, matters of sanctity, uh, things that, you know, a Kaddish and a Baruch Hu and Kadosh, 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 and reading from the Torah, all of these require 10 adult males to be present. The Gemara actually learns this concept from the Meruglim, the 10 spies were called Metocha Eida. Uh, the word Metocha is used, Eida is used, even though there are 10 of them, they're called an Eida, a community. So 10 men is the minimum to be considered a community for these sanctified mat- matters. The Mishka includes Bikar Kalt. For estimating the value of land to sell land or uh, buy land from the temple to redeem it, uh, Tisha the Kohen nine any any anybody counts for those nine plus a Kohen Adam uh, and estimating a person. What if a person says I'm donating my market value to the temple? So what's his value? Well, we just see what he can do, what his skills and education are. There too, we need nine men and a Kohen. It's a reminder that sometimes Kohanim, people who are involved in spiritual matters, uh, sometimes have a different viewpoint about what's valuable to, to the community than other people do. So it's good to get perspective.
Yashar Koach and be well.